Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Melissa Lasky. She is a writer, communications expert, and an executive coach. Melissa, welcome to our show today. Thank you so much for having me. So just commenting prior to our podcast interview that I really like your writing and I'm literally going to read it out so the listeners know what I'm talking about and we'll just break it down to tell you how awesome you are. And this has a point because like I said, I'm a business guy and I just get, <laughs> I don't know if irritated is a word, but it just, it's so great when you see, hear people that can write well, but speak well, because again, we live in a world where if you're a business person, which listeners are, you have to be to the point and specific and succinct. So in Melissa's case, you can read it. Oh, actually, I don't know if you're in front of your LinkedIn, but she pretty much says, I work with CEOs, founders, executives, and leaders who are facing unexpected, challenging, and potentially damaging situations. So she's first mentioning the problem and who she's working with. My clients and I partner to quickly and efficiently assess situations, identify potential outcomes, set a desired path, create a strategy, and take the actions to minimize negative impacts and maximize benefits. So I want to just say it again. That's just really good writing because it's specific. It's to the point. People know exactly what you do, who you work with, how you work with them, and the process. And though it sounds simple, but in four sentences, there's no ambiguity in terms of what you do for a living. So how did you know that you have a, a gift and that for writing, Melissa? For writing? It, I mean, it's sort of like, it's, it's the, uh, it was always the only thing that I was just really good at. Really? Everything else was a struggle. Um, you know, being able to take a concept and consolidate it into specific language to the point where the truth of it is revealed uh that's always just been the only thing i've ever wanted to do whether it's in speaking or whether it's in writing um i you know i respect mathematics i respect many other disciplines they and math is its own form of communicating truth you know there's no lying in math numbers don't lie <laughs> but um but i like the messiness of human beings and human language and human <laughs> thought and i i like living in the gray and so that's just all i've ever really wanted to do I went to law school and I became a lawyer because I had this idea of, of truth and, you know, law will help you find truth. And then I, I realized very quickly, like, that's really not the case. Um, really? What did you find as a lawyer then? Well, there's uh, the biggest thing I learned in law school was the, the term deliberate obfuscation. The deliberate obfuscation means it's a nice way of saying BSing yourself and or others um, on purpose. And, uh, you know, law is not necessarily about truth. It's about whatever the law is. And the law is always the best possible option that a certain group of people came up with on that particular day and managed to get, the, you know, passed and ratified. So we're not talking truth. We're talking interpretation uh, that is mired in context, that's mired in, in some cases, history. I, yeah. I, practicing labor and employment law, and that is a focus on uh, discrimination against minority groups, against women, against certain groups of people who have traditionally been marginalized. And what does the law say? Well, but what actually yeah. happened? 
in the world, what happens in practice. So it's uh, obfuscation is, is just kind of part and parcel with practicing law. I think we can all agree that the people who get access to great lawyers are not always necessarily the people who are innocent. Yeah. Um, so the practice of law was not getting at the truth that I wanted to get at. It was a good way of cutting through my, my literary, you know, I, I grew up just in, insanely in love with literature and insanely in love with Shakespeare and, and language. And, and sometimes you can get a little too in love with language and lose the, lose the thread. Well, let, and, let's talk about that then, because again, I, I frankly hated to read, hated to write as a kid because I just found literally I would read a word from a book. And as I'm looking up the word in dictionary, they would give me another word to explain the word that I just couldn't understand. And then when I would read these, these uh, classics, quote unquote, in, in high school, I'm like, how can a 14 year old kid write this way? But what I'm saying is, when I commented you before about your writing, like I like business writing because it's very specific and direct, right? So I'm curious how you went from a business literature person to a lawyer to having a more crystallized way to communicate in a business fashion. Because like I said, like English literature for me, like Shakespeare, like I literally want to like throw up sometimes, not because I don't mind, it's just, I don't get it sometimes. So I'm curious, like, how did you go from that like depth and substance to business writing where you don't have to always be this fictionally amazing and aesthetically beautiful. It's more of like, hey, this is what I do. This is how I can help you. Let's talk, right? So I'm curious, like, how did you pivot from this English literature to law, which is like, which is this word obfuscation to really, for all the executives I've worked with, it's not about how beautiful, it's not about how deep their words are. It's really about, can you just communicate what you're trying to say? You know, so I'm just curious yeah. how you went about that, that process and the journey. Well, first off, I mean, you're, you're not alone. And, and honestly, I had moments when I would read Shakespeare and want to bang my head against the wall and be like, why can't you just speak more clearly? But there is, <laughs> well, I don't think of writing, I, I never do writing as business writing. Yeah. Uh, in my view, clear thought equals clear writing. So if your thoughts are clear, your writing is clear. If you find yourself unable to find the words to clearly express yourself, your you haven't quite hit that level of truth where, where your thoughts are clear. And that's okay. Uh, and I help people with processes to help clarify thinking. Um, what's so beautiful about Shakespeare is that he thought so clearly. Did he? Uh, yeah. But then also then added in so much... Uh, beauty and context and artistry it's not business writing for for you know I, I again I don't think of any writing as business writing I think you know there there are certain uh purposes for different writing some writing is to sort of um, bring people into a journey like if you're writing fiction or memoir you know has um sort of writing that has the purpose of like drawing someone into a story versus writing that has the purpose of expressing a very specific idea right now very clearly um you know they you might go about it in a slightly different way but the skill set is the same yeah um let's, let's talk about that 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 clear thoughts though like so what else because really that's that's a perfect way like clear thoughts give you clear writing and i, I meet a lot of people that don't really write or communicate that well and perhaps they don't really have clear thoughts. So how do you suggest that that's clients or people in general, you said that there's a process, right? So how, how can we have more clear thoughts? Well, I think that's a fantastic question. I mean, it's been a, a very long journey for me 
um, on an emotional, intellectual, psychological, and just life experience level, um, the 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 most sort of universal way I can I could tell people is like, are you connected to your sort of truest self, and are you connected to your values in this communication? Like, are, are you connected to something that is meaningful to you that matters, uh, that is frankly worth really doing the work? And it's work to kind of dig through the cobwebs of the mind to determine what is the, the core truth of this for me, because every human being, you know, has their own clarity. We all bring something unique to the picture here, whether you are an executive, whether you are uh, an artist, a healer, no matter who you are, you bring something unique, but there has to be a clarity into what it is that you alone bring. And so it's finding that connection to that clarity. Like, what do you know that you know you know, that you know is valuable to others? Not, you know, how can you make other people think you're smart? Not how can you make someone else look like an idiot? Uh, you know, I'm not judging and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things. And I'm certainly not saying I've never done those things. Uh, it's just one comes from the ego. The latter comes from the ego. And the former comes from your higher self. It comes from, you know, what you're really here to do. And if you want to be successful, no matter what area you happen to be focused on, no matter what goal, no matter what position you hold in life, it's got to come from that, that deeper truth and, and your own contribution. And so that's really what clarity means is it's getting clarity on yourself. And then once you have clarity on that, it's doing the work. Like sometimes to have to speak very clearly about quantum physics or to speak very clearly about, uh, you know, alternatives to fracking or to speak very clearly about a complex, a complex topic, you've got to do the work. You really dive into the research and really arm yourself with accurate facts and information and data um, and then merge that with your own sort of clarity, truth, vision, values, and ability to put things in context. And from there, you will have something to say and you will have the ability to communicate it clearly. Um, not everybody is trained in language and that's okay. You get help from people like me. Yeah. <laughs> everybody has to be a writer. Like it's, uh, you know, I'm well, so everyone has to communicate. Cause again, this podcast is primarily for entrepreneurs. And frankly, again, I meet so many people that it shocks me. And at the highest levels, by the way, right? Like they're not trained to communicate or to write or to speak. So I, I highly encourage all of you to reach out to Melissa because again, when I see or saw her writing, I'm like, oh, this is, this is great. Because again, it's, it's, it seems simple, but it really isn't because it does create pick thought and clarity. So I appreciate you, Melissa, sharing your thoughts. How can our guests stay in touch with you, Melissa? Um, you know, I've been a little uh, under the radar recently. I've been doing some side work uh, studying trauma and uh, trauma response and how human beings and systems respond to trauma. I actually started doing that before uh, the COVID-19 pandemic hit. But I think it's now more relevant than ever. Um, you can always shoot me a line on LinkedIn. Uh, I, I will respond, uh, but I'm, I'm not sort of out there aggressively right now uh, with a, a website or set of services. 
but I'm also, I am working with clients uh, kind of on a one-on-one basis for projects that, that seem really relevant to uh, the kind of convergence of, of all of my research and work. Um, I'm working on some writing projects and, you know, I'm happy to talk with people about those and, and find ways to collaborate. Great. Thanks so much for your time, Melissa. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.